He's strong enough. Oh, and we're live. Well, what do you know? We're live right now. Bang. Just look at that segue transition. You hear me? We out here. So this is the first episode of the new year, 2021, not to be outdone. And this is episode 31, if I'm correct. And if I'm wrong, well, you know, we ain't going to edit out. We're going to leave it for, for posterity because mistakes will be made and we will learn from them. But right now we're going to rock with it like it's the 31st. So this is the 31st one, Disney Channel for those in the old times. And mm. what we're going to do right now is we're going to get straight to it, right? So I am your gracious, thankful, humble um, trying to maintain every bit of gratitude. Go peep that new Figo single. Thankful. And, you know, Alfluent, how are we doing today? Today, we are in a good place. We are six days into the year. I'm hanging in there. Uh, it is. It's been. It's rainy over here. I'm in the West Coast. I'm in San Francisco, and it's uh got a little rain today. But you know, California can always use it. Um, a lot of folks are up in the mountains right now, get, getting a snowboarding, skiing on, um, tobogganing and sledding, snowshoeing and things. Uh, right now, for me, I'm just navigating this this place we call the United States of America. And it's been an eventful date in history. Um, kind of wish I was in D.C. to go spurlunking. And, but, you know, just I like to climb walls like anybody else. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a great day. I'm glad we got a, a guest in the building. Uh, the young homie, the young king, De La Paz, is in the building. De La Paz, welcome now, this might be the thing, though, right? We've had technical difficulties for the past, you know, 30 minutes or so. So, Dela, can we get a quick, can you, is there any way for you to understand? Can you understand what I'm saying right now? It's looking like. I understood the last sentence, but barely. Okay. How are you? Welcome. Yeah, I didn't understand that part. Okay, so it's me. Oh, maybe we could maybe we could have somebody. Uh this we're gonna put our production crew to the max. Maybe they can type the questions and have you answer them. So I'm just gonna go ahead for posterity reasons and be like, so Dela, how are you doing? And then you will say. All right, but I mean I, I I heard like three words and then the rest I couldn't hear. Flag. Did I get disconnected? No. No. I think I got disconnected. Technology don't like us. I'm gonna just wait until he talks. Because right now it's just technology. Because they know we're about to take something real. Hello? Yes. Technical di difficulties will arise. In the we are definitely times. live. We are definitely live. We're going to roll with the punches. This is as as we move into the new year. 
Um, I guess I guess we could. Oh wait, Dayla, you back? Oh wait, no, we we gonna be in and out of this one. Dayla, you good? You back? You can you hear me? You probably can't hear me. I hope he's paying attention to the chat because that's how we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna find a way to get Dayla's voice and message and who who he is out into the universe. And um, hopefully technology gonna work with us. Let's see. Say something. It's all you. This all you. Daylight. This is all you. <laughs> I can't hear nothing, man. Daylight. This. This is all we're gonna do. God, my my internet is doodle, man. This is terrible. This is terrible. Good. Type type him in the chat. Daylight. Check the chat. All right, so you know we you thought you was typing to him. I thought I was, and I was so wrong. Maybe y'all could hear the vibrations through the microphone because uh, I ain't got no stabilizer. And all, all I could do is this. So the thing is, what's gonna happen is we just gonna get to it, right? It's the sixth, and you know, Alfluent is actually transcribing all the words, or he's uh I'm doing the voiceover for everything Alfluent is saying right now. So the thing is, we trying our best to roll with the bunches of 2021. And you know what? I'm gonna keep it on the other side of the fence. It wasn't a, it wasn't the best day. It wasn't even like like okay, maybe where I'm at in my particular location, I was thankful, blessed, grateful. I wasn't really I wasn't really too worried about what was going on in my environment, but on the East Coast in DC. Let me tell you, they was tripping. Them people over there, them climbing on the wall. Same people build the wall. We want a wall. And then what they do? They climb the wall. Same people. Blue lives matter. What they do? Bum rush the police. It's trippy how wait, Dela, we back, Dela? We out here? We good? Say something. Say something for the people. Let's see if you yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Yes. Oh yeah. We yeah. good. Okay. I'm on the phone. Tell, tell whoever on the phone on the phone what we said. What's up? Tell them you live right now on the podcast. That's, that's what's up? What's up? Worldwide. I wonder if Dayla, I wonder if Dayla could uh get the message if he on the phone. Dela, just answer all the questions in the chat. That's all you gotta do. Just say your answers. So I'm gonna put in the chat. So who I am? Yes. My name is Abdiel de la Paz, but I go by Della. My friends and family call me AB. Um, and yeah, I'm in. I'm living in San Francisco. Obviously, I was in Oregon for a little bit. Um, I enjoy making music. I love making music. Um, a specific genre, I wouldn't say. I like to um, mess around in certain genres. But, yeah, I love making music. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, who I am. Yeah. 
Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Dela. Uh, really glad to have you today, you know, through all the technical difficulties and all the events going on. We just really appreciate you, you know, spending time today. Um, so, you know, tell us when you when it when it comes to your process and making music, uh, where do you draw inspiration from? Uh, I would say my inspiration comes from my loved ones because, you know, I feel like sometimes a lot of people lack motivation of some sort, but I feel like I can never really lack motivation because, you know, I just, I got people that I want to, you know, I want to make proud. I got, you know, reasons to, you know, do what I want to do. Um, or sometimes, you know, I just, me, I just motivate myself. You know, I want to, I want to do what I, what I love to do. Um, and you know, there's no better feeling than, you know, the art of just creating the song and having the whole thing finished and being able to say that you did that. So, you know, just that feeling. And like, I, like I said before, also, you know, just your loved ones, my loved ones, you know, I want to make them proud. My family members, a lot of a lot of them support me, um, and they just want to see me happy. And I do this for them as well. So that's where I get my motivation. I would say. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Um, I mean, given that you make music, and you know, I've had the opportunity to hear your incredible voice. How far back can you recall? Like, how far back can we go that you can remember? where you were like, I'm going to sing? Like, when was that moment? How old were you? What was going on? Like, when was that moment when you realized, you know what? I got something I want to say, and I'm going to share it with my voice. Take us to that moment. When was that? How far back? Uh, I would say probably... Um, you know, it's funny because it, it really hasn't been like that crazy long, you know, because some people, you know, artists, they've been doing this since they were like five years old or something like that, singing since like hell long ago. But I think it was freshman year, I think, of high school, which was probably five or six years ago already. Damn, that is a while. Damn, that, five years ago, I would say. Um. I, I remember, I, all I remember was just, uh, I was barely starting to play piano and, you know, I was terrible. I probably knew like two chords and I didn't even know what they were called. I would just click on them and they sounded nice. They harmonized well. And I was like, ooh, that sounds nice. Um, and I just started, I guess, I just started singing along with it. And, you know, I never really thought much about it. I, I was just like, oh, okay, I like it. I kept writing. And then after a while, I was like, yo, what if I could do this? This would be cool, especially because I, like an, as an artist that I look up to, somebody like Ed Sheeran, you know, I just really love the way he created his music, you know, with his lyrics and everything. Um, his, his chord progressions, everything is just so detailed and I love that. So I was just like, you know what, this is fun. And after a while, well, I would, after a little bit, you know, I started to really, to actually enjoy it. Cause you know, at first you never really, you're not that good when you, when you start. So, 
you know, just seeing that process also made me be like, okay, yeah, I want to keep doing this. But I would say like five years ago or so is when, you know, I, I started getting into it. And um, and uh, a little bit after that, I really wanted to you know, pursue it a lot more. Yeah. Nice, Dela. So outside of the um the creation process, outside of creation process, like what's one thing that's important to you as far as like your expression and like the completion of a track? Oh, you waiting on us? Oh, okay, for sure. Oh, he's so, eating here. Go ahead. Yeah, we're just saying again. Yeah, no, no, Dela. I was, I was asking. No, well, I can I hear you guys. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, well, I, I, was, yeah, I want. Well, while while we got it, I want to know. Like, um, I know you and you enjoy. You saying you you enjoy the uh, creation process, but like what? <laughs> What um what really um do you strive for in completing a track and like what what lets you know a track is done? What lets me know a track is done and all that? Well, I mean, I think that's been like my main um, struggle. You know, sometimes it's just like you finish you finish with a song and then you feel like you could add more to it. There's never it's hard it's honestly really hard to say that but i mean i just have i just want to feel i just want to get to a point where i feel you know really good about it like where i i you know i guess you could say you could feel proud of it because um you know there's been been times where i write something and i'm just like no i don't want to know and i just right. scratch it off uh, or, or there's times where I don't want to keep doing it, but I still keep doing it because it's just like, okay, you, you never know how good it can, you know, what you could do later on. So I, I, I that's always like, even till today, like you could ask, like, you know, um, like Figo and then like Figo, we worked on a song and we took like five months to finish it because I kept adding and adding and adding. And I was like, wait, Figo, I got to add this one more thing that like, that's it. And then afterwards I did the same thing again. So it's 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 really hard to say, but I just I just want to get to a point where I just I'm listening to it and I feel really good about what I'm hearing, and uh, where I could say, oh, this is good enough, because I don't know if I could ever feel like completely satisfied, because I feel like, you know, there's so much you can do, literally. Yeah, I, I feel, feel that you. way about literally everything I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> um Cindy Cindy, right. do you feel like uh you're you're still working on stuff that you you know have quote unquote completed? I just showed you the whiteboard. I just I just before we got on here we, we I had a whiteboard and on the whiteboard, like I'm in the process of remixing an old project that already like people have shared or had or access to. And to me, it's about like, okay, now that I've I've gained this skill at this point, I want to go back. And then use those skills to step up what those old things were, right? So I've remixed so many old songs, so many old projects. I've touched up, edited, done things that 
to me, it's never done, right? I'm, I'm going to make music and I'm going to be like, oh, it's out. But then I'm going to go and still tinker and mess around with it. Like, let's get a gospel just came out. That project, I can't tell you how many iterations of verses and how many iterations of like mixes I went through before I could say, all right, I'm good. Whereas now I'm just going to put stuff out regardless of, you know, perfection, right? I'm, I'm aiming for can I just jam to it and listen to it and enjoy it? And there'll be songs, of course, that I know will take a year's length of time, but I feel you, right? Like it is a, every time you hear something, you just get that inspiration to be like, ah, I can tweak it. I could do this. I could just make it just a little bit more. Yep. And so, you know, it, it comes with the territory of, of creating, right? We create with the intent of showcasing ourselves. And sometimes that means we got to put it in the oven for a long time before it's finished. So, you know, I, I totally understand. Um, but more importantly, like, what was the process from you being just like, you know, I don't want to say typical, but you being De La who everyone is just like cousin, friend, family, student to then being the one that's like, OK, I'm going to perform. I'm going to record. I'm going to put my energy and focus into making music. What was that? What was that period like when you're like, you know, going from never having recorded a song to then like, Oh no, this is what I want to do. Um, there was little parts where I couldn't hear you, but I think I, I think I understood it. <laughs> um, what was the transition and everything? Well, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how, how you say that. Cause I remember when I recorded, my first song, which was called This Life. Um, I recorded it. And then when they showed me it afterwards, I was like, yo, this is good. I was like, this is me. Like, this is how, this is my voice. And I was so surprised because, you know, I, like even to today, I don't really consider myself a, a crazy good singer. I mean, the, what, I, what I've like, what have I, what I have, like, I guess kind of, you can say, realize them is like, I, I understand I, pretty well, you know, uh, little things of, for example, like music theory and things like that. So that helps me with like a lot of other things. Like I've been in choir my whole life, but I've never really, even to the day I would say, like, I, I, I still haven't really processed it, I guess you can say, like there's still little doubts and things like that, but the transition was, it was it was weird because um, I like to write music, but it was funny. There was a time where I was like, you know what? It would be cool if I could write music for people. That's that was my my thought at first. You know, it wasn't really to record music. I got here to SF. I was living in Ohio when I started, so it, it was out of nowhere. You know, it wasn't something I was planning. I wasn't really planning on recording. Um, I was just planning on writing music. I was gonna keep it to myself. But um, then I, I got here to SF. I met the people from Upstar. I got I got in there. Um, they were like, let's record something. I, I didn't, I was very shy. I didn't want to do all of that. I mean, part of me did, but a big part of me did not. Cause you know, I mean, especially when you're starting, like I was freaking, I remember I was in the studio, I was shaking. Cause I never really sang in front of any anybody. So it, the, the, the transition it, it it was 
it was out of nowhere. I think it, it all happened within like not even a month. So a month before that, I wasn't planning on ever recording. And then I just started recording because, you know, some people, you know how like a lot of people, they, they kind of tell you like, hey, yo, like, you know, just go for it. And I was like, bro, I don't know, you know, like there, there there's going to be people in there. They're going to be listening to my voice. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, that was just younger me. That was like, that's crazy. It was, it's been like more than two years already, which is kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, I recorded the song and I felt good about it. And I, I think it was then when, you know, when uh, I was like, yo, you know, maybe, maybe I have a shot. Um, and little by little, you know, I, I started getting more comfortable with the idea of, you know, oh, I'm an artist, you know. Like, sometimes I still feel weird about saying that, you know, because, like, I haven't, I feel like I haven't put enough music out to feel comfortable enough. But, you know, even until then, I feel like I'm still transitioning, you know, because, like, I, I still want to do more. Uh, and then, like, I want to get to a point where I could, you know, look at my songs, you know, stacked up and be able to say, yep, you know, I'm an artist, you know, I did all of this. And um, so, yeah. It, there, there's. I feel like there's still um, a lot more to go for you know for me to you know realize or or for me to see that whole transition you know. I feel you. So far, you have so far to go. So so far to go. So far <laughs> to go. Um, the thing that yep, you know that. really really interests me. Um, is that you have an extremely soulful voice. Has anybody ever told you that before? That your voice is like, it sounds like you've lived here before. Like I lived here before? Yeah, like your voice, your voice sounds like someone who's experienced multiple lifetimes. Like your voice doesn't sound like somebody who's just like, oh yeah, you, you know, like no, nothing against any singer, right? There's beautiful voices all over, but your voice is very distinct where there's so much tone and texture to it that it's like, yo, who's this old dude that's having on the track with all this soul? Like with all this, like he got like three <laughs> XYs. Like what's going on? Like, has anybody ever talked to you about your voice? Um, well, I mean, I've gone, you know, when I put you, when you put music out, there's always people supporting you. I feel good about it, you know, like, but I, I try not to, you know, really think about it too much because it's just, you know, well, yeah, I, I, I don't really think I have a straightforward reason, but I just, I don't know why. I just don't really think about it much, but people have told me, they've, they've told me like, like they really, well, yeah, like, like my voice, I'm just, you know, thank you. That means a lot. But, you know, at times I still listen to the song and I'm just like, yeah, I still can't really, I, I'm just, I still don't, I still can't really believe that that's me, you know, because it, it's, it's, it's still kind of new to me, you know. I've been in the studio, I've recorded music, but I, I never, because honestly, I don't really listen to my own music, which is weird. I, I don't know if it's weird or not. I don't know if you guys listen to your own music, but I don't really listen to my music. Um, so, um, I, I don't really think about it much, but my is I think one of the big things that kind of made me feel, you know, really good was because my dad he's um he composes um songs, but they're they're for like church, they're worship songs. And um, I remember uh, you know writing some songs. He would like tell me little things, 
but I showed him that song and he and he was telling me how it was really good and and I mean coming from my dad that was you know that was surreal and not only because he's my dad but only because he's been you know he himself has been writing music for like since before I was born you know I'm almost 20 so I I get compliments and and some like the one like that came from my dad that one was it really meant a lot and I think little comments or little things like that is what really you know I guess you can say especially like I said before you know my loved ones my dad of course it kind of motivates me and, and you know it's just overall a good feeling that's what's up that's what's up um what who keeps you so humble like how did how did how did you learn to be so humble like who was the person that showed you humility growing up well that's a good question <laughs> my dad i mean i would say my dad you know my dad's always he's always been like that i think I, you learn from example um and i think my dad he set a good example for me i mean yeah i mean he's he's a pastor so he has to right <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, he set a good example for me. And then even, like, when I first started recording music, which is obvi which obviously was not too long ago, um, he would always tell me, he's like, hey, but whether you, you, you get zero views your whole life or whether you get a lot more or whatever it is, you know, don't ever let it get to your head. He's like, don't ever let that happen to you because then, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to turn into a person you don't want to be, you know? And I was just like, you know what? That's true. I, I try not to, I mean, it doesn't get to my head. At this point, I'm just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I could be making music for 10 years. And if I average five views per song, or if I average a lot more, you know, my mentality is, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just glad God is great. And yeah, so, I, you know, my dad and my mom, you know, people around me, my siblings, my older brother, he's always, He's always been like that too. He he's always really um not not necessarily talked to me about it, but he's I've seen it from him, you know. Um and so yeah, it's just, it's just really my family that really um uh, taught me you know to be like that. Okay. Okay. And you had mentioned like coming from Ohio and then being in San Francisco and you said a little bit of time in Oregon too. What are the what do you see are the differences between Ohio and San Francisco and even Oregon? Like, what were the things that you noticed were like, okay, this ain't nothing like this? What were those different things that stick out to you? Huh. Well, shoot. I mean, because I've lived in a lot of places. Um, uh, I think I've I've moved like probably like at least eight times. I, throughout my life to different um, cities. I think, I mean, obviously, Ohio and San Francisco, way, way, way different. I don't think there's anything similar at all. But one thing I, I, I did notice right away from myself and love from myself is, you know, and I don't, I hope this doesn't sound, this, this isn't at all, you know, throwing shade at people from Ohio, but, you know, just the people from San Francisco, you know, they were all, um, I, I think it also, it, it also depended on, I mean, because, you know, I went to um, Upstar almost right away, 
and you know everybody was there as like a family and then you know i started making friends because in ohio i mean i think i was homeschooled for one year and then the other year i went to high school um i was in band but you know, I, didn't, I didn't really talk to nobody i mean e even to my senior year that was like longer honestly <laughs> but you know just coming here you know um i had made a lot of friends here in san francisco I probably made like three or four friends in Ohio and, you know, it was just a good feeling, you know, just the people felt really welcoming and, you know, I was like, damn, like I got friends here. Like it was a good feeling. So, you know, it's just for me, it's the people. I think that's what makes a place, you know, a place where you want to be or, or home. So sure. definitely the people and Oregon, uh, you know, not much to say I was there for two months. Um, I moved there. I moved back. It was cool. It was beautiful there. They got nice trees, you know. <laughs> but legit, <you> know. <laughs> like no, I no cap. Like they, they actually hella green. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the but it's colder over there, man. I thought San Francisco was cold. I mean, what what are some yeah, of the other places? What are some of the other places you've been? Well, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I was fifteen, I think. That was that was quick. I only lived there for a year. Um, before that, I I lived in um, Santa Barbara. Actually, no, I lived in Oxnard for one year, and then prior to that, I lived in Santa Barbara for three years. California, Santa Barbara is beautiful. Um, and then prior to that, I was in Madera, California, for three years. And then before that, I was in Houston. I was born in Houston. So yeah. I've okay, so you you definitely have had some time to see some different kind of scenery, some different places to be in around different type of people. Um, so what yep. what do you think for you, San Francisco is a place that you see yourself in the long term, or do you have? the need to want to like, oh, I, I need to go over here first. I need to go try out this place. Like, I mean, what does that look like? It's funny because that's actually a question that, you know, it's been going through my mind these past months, even now. Um, Well, you know, I love SF, especially because, you know, I mean, the people that I know that make music, you know, obviously lyrical, Upstar, Figo, a couple of my friends, Adriel, Mally, and them. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like right here, it's a good opportunity for me with music. And I think, honestly, you know, going off track a little, that's why I was, I came back from Oregon. Because, you know, I was like, you know, Oregon's nice, but I wasn't making music over there. And I just felt like I was kind of wasting time that I could be using, you know, with music. So San Francisco, it's a place that I want, I, you know, I want to take advantage of my time here. That's, I will say that, but I mean, if I were to move anywhere else, it would be Santa Barbara because you know, I lived there for a big amount of my life. Um, and um, I think it, it was like around that, and around that area where, you know, around that time of your life when you're, you're turning like a, a teenager, I was like 13, 14, 15, you know, just making dumb decisions um so yeah I, I, if or when i do move it, it would definitely be there but you know it's either san Bernardino, santa barbara or san francisco 
those are those are the two places where I've truly felt like home, you know. So I hear that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things where you can say that you're an artist because one, you create art, whether you put it out or not, right? You create art and then you make choices, you know, that motivated by creating art, right? So like you make life decisions, you know, based on you creating art. So when you are in a new city or a new state for two months and you're like, I'm not creating art here. And you're like, I have to come back and be in a place where I create art. I have to be around the people that create art, right? That lets you know that you're an artist, you know, whether anybody hears anything or not, right? But your, your process for decision-making in your life is around creating art. So like, I want to encourage you to say like, man, you're an, you're an artist, you know, whether you're recording in a studio or not, you know, if you're, if your lifestyle is, you know, surrounding, you know, art and, you know, you're regularly creating, you know, in your mind and heart, you know, you're an artist, bro. Hey man, appreciate that. It was definitely something that, cause I, when I was there, it was honestly something that was really bugging me, man. I was like, man, you know, I just moved here. I, and I liked Oregon, nothing against Oregon. But I just, I really wanted to do something, you know, at the time I was with, I, I wanted to make music, really. I was writing music, but I felt like, you know, I really wanted to record and, you know, be around the people. Because, you know, it's you could write music on your own, but it's it's different when you have your your fellow friends around you that also create art, you know, and it's just, you know, I just wanted to, you know, make music and make memories. And, yeah, it was, it was that you said a life decision. It was definitely... It was definitely a crazy decision because I remember when I when I moved here, because I moved in with my friend. Um, it was it was um, well I moved in with my friend. Um, I remember the first night I slept here, I woke up the next day and I was confused where I was at. I was like, "What the heck? Where am I?" And then I was like, "Oh crap! I actually moved back to San Francisco." Like it was just a surreal moment, and I I think I'm 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 I'm, I'm getting a little used to it now but it definitely did take a while for me to like you know realize like oh crap you know i moved i moved out i'm um I'm, I'm, you know not with my parents anymore which i mean it's it's definitely a uh, a big change yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. And so tell it tell us a little bit more about you creating with your friends uh being in a studio and that recording time what are the things that uh keep you motivated keep you energized, that you look forward to being in those sessions? And then uh, also, like, where where do you like to, um, how do you like to contribute uh, in the studio? Like, if you're not recording at the time and other people are there, like, how do you, how do you listen to a track uh, to contribute to it if you're, you know, not recording, but you're part of the session? Well, honestly, with the music we've with the music I've been trying to or I've been wanting to record or we've been starting to record it's been very it's been very mellow so honestly I, I like to just listen it's it's uh, it's like you know you said you use the words energized I think I just I like you know the fact of just you know everything being like peaceful I just I want to record I want to listen back I want to hear how it sounds and then it feels feel and if, if it sounds good, that's kind of what makes me like, okay, 
right, this is, come on, I got it going, you know? And I was just like, yep, I got to keep going. Got to keep recording. Um, there's not really, I mean, sometimes, you know, it depends who I'm there with. Um, right. Mally, he, um, you know, he, he, sometimes when he sees little things, he tells me, um, but there's always, there's always, um, somebody there to, you know, kind of, cause if I was by myself, I feel like, I, I mean, it'd be cool, but you know, having somebody else there, it, it definitely uh, changes up, you know, the way things are going and like the mood and, right. and all of that. You know, somebody like Mally, he knows what he, he knows about music. He knows what he's talking about. And so it, I, 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 I I wouldn't say energized, but I just think having there um, with you, it, it's it, you feel you feel comfortable, which at first it wasn't it wasn't the case, but it is now, and um, and then I would say um, as far as when I'm not recording, um, that's a good question because I'm hardly. Um, well, I want to say hardly, but I'm not often in there while other people are recording. But when there has been times, I do like to listen. Um, and you know, I, I'm not a rapper or anything. You know, most of my friends are rappers. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't correct their lyricism because you know I'm not I'm not like them. <laughs> but I I do like to listen, and then I do like try to like tell them little things what I can. But you know, uh. If it's like somebody, you know, like Figo, you know, I can't tell man. He's he's been doing his. I was like nine when he started doing this, so you know, it just depends. But if it's like with other people that are singers, which has been, um, it's been rare, honestly. It hasn't it hasn't been um, um, pretty often or anything like that. But um, I just try to listen back and 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 give any type of feedback that I can give. Yeah. You can tell Figo whatever you want. Don't ever feel like you can't tell Figo, like, hey, bro, that ain't it. That ain't it. Right there, that bar, that ain't it. So don't ever hesitate. If you feel like Figo ain't up to par, like you listen to Figo and you be like, wait, what? Don't don't hesitate. Let them know, like, hey, Figo, bro, you got to start your bars up right here. But I mean, all joking aside, like it is a thing where, you know, it's not so much about age as much as it is about what's in your gut. Like when it comes to music, I feel like, you know, experience does play a role. Experience does play a factor, but it is about what's in your gut. And it looks like we having some are we having some technical difficulties, Daylight? You is it hard to hear? Is it are you having trouble hearing just a little bit? I'm gonna have to. I don't know if I gotta turn it up. Or... Yeah, I I can like understand a little. I'm trying to. I'm trying to listen because, um, at first no. I couldn't hear you, and then I started. Say that again. No, I was just saying. Can you, can you hear me now? Is it is it bad? Is uh, it, is I can it... hear you better now. Okay, I was just gonna say like, don't hesitate to tell Figo the truth. Like if you in the if you in the if you are in the studio with Figo, and you're like, uh-uh, nah, bruh, nah. I know it in my heart. I know it in my gut. Then you let him know because it isn't about how long he's been rapping. It isn't about how long he's been doing it, right? Y'all can learn from each other, right? You have a gift. He has a gift, right? And that goes for any artist, right? I'm saying Figo only to play around and be facetious. Again, I love Figo. Figo's an incredible artist as well. He is extremely talented. But 
you can't minimize what your instincts are telling you, right? Because we grow from each other, right? We test the waters, right? I've been in the studio with people who have had less experience or more experience. And, and my gut is going to tell me, okay, I should try it out. They're going to tell me something. Maybe I should listen to what they're saying and see how it works. Because sometimes they'll, they might have a great idea. And sometimes I just, I'm learning from it just by doing it. Maybe I don't use it. Maybe I don't put it into practice, but it is an opportunity where I'm doing something new. And I think that, you know, when you're working with people, if you feel it in your gut, man, you got to say something. So, you know, don't ever hesitate to speak up. I mean, again, if you're in the studio with someone like Ed Sharon, then maybe not, maybe just shut up and sit back and listen. But if you've been in there for like five songs and you know that ain't it, then maybe you should be like, hey, bruh, it you're going to chill. Did we lose? I hope we didn't. But OK, we're going to roll with the punches. Um, so as we wait for Dela to come back, um, I feel like Dela has said a lot of incredible things. But in, in just trying to really understand and maximize his ability yeah, and how incredible it is. Out, bro. You said what? You said you said you think you got cut off? Did you yeah, get cut off? I got I got disconnected, but I mean it happens, man. We all get disconnected sometimes. I mean, it's hard to be connected, but with the connections, I mean, what does this sound like to you? Singing on the weekend. What? As I wear my sweater. Ooh. My brother put it in the dry, so it lost his leather. That's a jacket, bro. Uh, whatever. I ain't the man with the clothes. Don't care about material things. Being happy is a goal. Up all night, all alone. Take me out. Don't take me home when I say up all night, all alone. All alone. Take me out. Don't yeah. take me home. It go up all night, right into the early morning. Yeah. I'm just living life, and my story I'm recording, Record. capturing the moments. Watch it start touring. Let's go. Different lands where the language is foreign. Uh -huh. Some may say that I'm, I'm just dreaming. dreaming. Guess I'm living my dreams because I ain't sleeping. Singing these songs like every other weekend. Her sky's the limit, so heaven's what I'm reaching. Wonder if they hear when I'm speaking. So uh, how did that song come together? Take me through the creative process of that song, Up All Night by De La Paz, featuring Figo. How did how did that song come about? How did y'all make that? I want to make sure I understood your question. You said what was the creative process of that song? How did we write it and all of that? Is that what How did you come to making that song? Yeah. What was the process of you guys making that song? How did it come about? Okay. So <laughs> I couldn't hear the last part. But I think you were just asking me, you know, how, how did we come up with that song and, and everything, right? You got it, dude. Can you hear me? Yep. 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 I hope you can see the thumbs up. We got so many thumbs up. 
Can you guys hear me? Yes, put it in the chat that we can hear. Yes, tell them you got the question right. <laughs> yo, yo. Can you guys hear me? Okay. All right, just, damn, it looks so weird. Just making sure. Um, so, yeah. So, the way... Um, I want to make sure you guys can hear me, because imagine if you guys can hear me. Uh, how, how did we start writing that? Let me see. Yeah, I remember. Um, I was just looking around, surf, you know, sometimes you just looking through beats and everything and i heard a specific beat and i was like yo this sounds fire and i just started singing to it technology don't love us technology boom is sometimes against that's us. the creative process boom Rolling with the punch you hear the beat Roll. start start singing to it i like i like that attitude i like that that attack plan it's like i hear it I sing to it. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I got disconnected. <laughs> yeah, we we, oh, we, we we noticed. <laughs> yes, but Dilla, I like that. I like that attack plan. I like that approach. I heard the beat. I thought it was fire. I sang to it. That's a that's a that's a great approach to creating. Bro, I can't understand anything. Technology working against us. Technology don't want technology don't want to see us win sometimes. Technology out here yeah, be hating on us. Oh yeah, you heard that. You see, and then you go. See, this is how technology works, right? Like we had Shannon in the comments watching on YouTube talking about um up all night, you know. It's it's a it's a great song, right? And I think that, you know, uh, it's just unfortunate, you know. I mean, Shannon again said, dang, he was getting into the answer, too. I'm sitting here fumbling with the microphone. It's all coming down right now. This is uh, Lyrical Ones, episode 31. And we trying to get through all the punches in, you know, the preceding evenings. Um, um, you know, Dela is is incredible in all his gifts and talents. And, you know, unfortunately, technology is conspiring against us somewhat. Yeah, decolonize the internet for real, for real. Let the water flow. Let the let the vibes flow. Decolonize the internet for real, for real. Cause uh, this, I mean, come on, we see uh, lyrical assembly via YouTube. Someone needs to decolonize their internet connection. We're praying for this live stream and interceding. I mean, come on again. We need we those just... intercession prayers. Come on, so. I guess, you know, I mean, you know what? Let's just let's just do it like this. What's the so what's the process, Daylight? Like? What's the process? The bread, I got the bread. <laughs> hey, I just realized there's people in here, isn't there? I saw people commenting. I was like, whoa. People watching on YouTube, uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitch. Live. Yeah, well, then that's even more embarrassing. Jeez. 
we're talking about man these are the these are the glory moments these are the moments that are your founding blocks that you can refer back to like man i remember one of my early interviews the internet wasn't rock with me but now i'm in the sturdy room palace and i have the ability to share <laughs> everything i do with the world so you know humble beginnings as they say you know we we just I'm coming live from the space station doing the first ever live performance in space. You know, that's, gonna a, get big one. that's a big one. You know what I'm saying? International space station. That's a world tour as you're touring the world, like one in one. But um, I think like, I just need an uh, internet extension. I mean, just, you know, we'll make it work. You know, get close to a Wi Fi box time. or something. Bro, the Wi Fi box is right next to me. All right, maybe not, but it's all good. You know, get the foil outfit one time, get a foil jacket with the foil hat, hold on to the screen, connect, hold on to the, you know what I'm saying? Where's my Just foil blazer? Foil blazer with a foil tie. Is that like a, a something people do? I never heard of that. Oh, you never, oh, that's because you come from a different era where you ain't never had to worry about your reception for anything. So back in the days, let me just put you on one time. There was these TVs that had antennas. Antennas are referred to the things in your cell phone. You see the bars go up and down. They actually had like a, a real antenna that would hook to the TV. And depending on where you put the antenna, it would pick up more, more signal or less signal from being able to be staticky and horrible to clear and beautiful. And so what people would do is they would use foil to try and strengthen the signal of the antenna. So a lot of times people will use foil, um, you know, or to, the wire to, hanger or put a, put a foil hat on to stop the brain waves from uh, the government and the, their paranoia to get into their head. So foil is like a disruptor. They even say that foil helps disrupt uh, cell phone signals. If you like wrap your phone in foil, but I've yet to see that really be true. But again, foil so beyond the foil of the foil plot we're gonna get into the fact that you have i mean what what music are you planning on releasing what's the future hold for daylight what's the future music looking like all i gotta say is that i want to drop a lot of music <laughs> but okay look i've been I've, i have a couple of songs that they're basically finished uh, there's just little things. Last year, I only dropped like three songs. And two of them were features. You know? So that was that was something that really... Uh, I don't want to say bothered me, but I didn't feel good about. So, you know, I really... Uh, this year, I really wanted to work on um, consistency. So I, I, I already told some, I, like I, I told Figo about this. I was like, man, I want to drop at least 10 singles this year. And I was like, that's a goal I'm setting. Um, so that's that's something I'm going to do. Um, uh, soon I wanted to drop something this month, but um, you know, some things. Um, I have to go uh, to Oregon for like, you know, some stuff to visit my mom and all that. So I'm going to be away from like the studio and things. But um I I'm definitely planning to drop. I I wanted I want to have enough music stacked up to where I could drop like two songs in a month eventually, cause like right now I like I, I'm I'm not gonna drop anything this month or but my goal is next month. But then again I w I don't want to do it too soon, you know, because of playlisting and all that. But definitely um my plan is 
definitely to drop music really soon and maybe in spanish so oh okay nice. definitely yeah, here yeah. definitely here for the spanish album for the spanish tracks you got you got a um you have a plan or a thought about uh, putting out an ep at all I don't, I don't know, man. Honestly, um, because I have thought about that, but also like I feel like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because um, maybe maybe I I heard wrong information, but maybe I'm completely wrong about this. I and mean, you guys have done this longer than me, so you guys let me know. But um, for me, since I'm barely starting, I, this is just how I thought about it. But like I said, I may be wrong. Um, you know, I, I want to drop singles because you know it's. I could drop them back to back. You know, be consistent. Whereas if I have four songs and I drop them all in one project, you know, that's a whole lot of work dropping at once. Where, you know, I would have four. Let's say if an EP has four songs, instead of dropping an EP with four songs, I would drop the four songs separately. You know, this month and then this month and then this month. But I, I think I think the reason why I think like that is because I haven't been consistent. But I feel like if I am consistent, I could drop an EP and then still drop a song the next month and then after that. So I don't know. I guess it just depends. But so far, I, I haven't really thought much about an EP. But um, may, maybe that's something I would have to, you know, think about again well i think i think when you have the rhythm of recording regularly then you can you know start to play with that uh, that picture a little bit more and so mm -hmm. because you you know you you don't have that uh that routine of you know being in the studio on a regular basis recording what you're writing or you know even just messing around with projects um right it's hard to see that as a as an option that that makes sense because in, yeah you know, it, it's your your visits to the studio are so far apart that you don't want to just put everything you've done in a you know in a year right into one thing you know and but sometimes that can be a, a easier way for people to find like your your stuff instead of like trying to get through the singles and you know um, if you can just you know put a project together but you know it all depends on you know what what fits the lifestyle you're living and then the you know the lifestyle you want. You know, it's like your approach. Sin, what, what, what do you think about, uh, you know, the the single to EP, you know, approach? Look, let me tell you, ain't no rules. There's no rules to this. There's none. Like, do what yeah. you feel. Do what your heart is telling you to do. Right. Like to me, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a I'm trying to do it all right. I've been in the spot of releasing projects. And then I've been in a spot of releasing song after song. And I've gotten a response because the nature of the world, right? I don't get to control who's listening to my music. So the nature of the world is people are looking for something new all the time. And when you're able to give them something new all the time, they're more receptive to it, right? For example, I released a project over the course of a year. I seen so many plays, so much traction from doing that versus me releasing a project all at one time. And so there's also the thing of working your songs, right? Like we'll release a song and then we'll work it for like a week. Then by the second week, we kind of temper down, right? By two months, 
we don't even mention it, right? We don't even we don't even consider, oh, maybe we got like 10 new followers that don't know about this song. So we're less right, obliged. So by working it, you mean pro- promoting it, right? Yeah, promoting it, right? Being able to feature it in different ways. Um, I think that 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 should also people got to think about that because you got like for me, I mean, like I said, I'm going to be releasing a song every week. Right. Like I, I'm I'm releasing a song that due to the events of today, it changed the format of what I'm going to release. But I'm definitely going to be releasing a song this week. Right. Yeah. And crazy. so every week I'm going to release a song, but also every like quarter to every six months, I'm going to release a project that is totally separate from those songs I release frequently. Right. And that's only because I have the capacity to do so. But I'm just now getting to that point where I could do it now. Right. I've been making music for so long. I would pour in years of work and effort and energy into my projects where now I've gotten to such a frequency and I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to record at such a frequency that now I can just turn out music as much as I want or as little as I want. But again, the world we live in, people are consuming so much. So you have to just figure out what is best for your heart and for what you need to do. What's going to protect your energy so you can be consistent and sustain it. Cause don't chase the number, right? Build a community, build a fan base, yeah. right? Build a foundation because that's stable, right? When you're chasing a wave, well, now you got to wait for the weather. Now you got to wait for the right tide. Now you got to go find where it's at instead of it coming to you. And so, you know, you have an incredible voice. I think you're you're such an, you have such an immense talent. Trust that, trust that process, right? Like you're, everybody could say you're trying running late. But for you, it's always going to be on time. And you have to remember that. Like, there's no one that could define what this looks like for you. If you're over it, man, write a bunch of music then. Write 10 songs, right? But your heart got to be with it. And so, you know, that's what you got to balance out, right? What your mind is telling you versus what your heart is leading you to. And I think that, um, you know, it's a... it's just so necessary because people, so many, so many will like, oh, I'm just going to make a bunch of songs, but if your heart's not in it, then you might have just wasted your time, right? Versus making one incredible song that everybody's like, that's the song that I that saved my life. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's so true. you just don't know how that's going to work out, right? Was it the song you wrote in an hour or was it the song it took you a year to finish? You just don't know. And the only way you can is just by pursuing it and seeing where the road leads you. So, you know, it's all about the journey. Don't get caught up in rules. Don't get caught up in what people tell you. Like, Unless they have proven numbers and they can show you, like, look, I just made a bunch of crap and everyone loved it. Well, that might be hard to beat. But, you know, again, it's still up to you to make that choice and that decision to say, oh, well, I think I'm going to try it out this way. So, you know, experiment to your heart's content and see what works. Yeah. You know, I try not to I try not to get um because I've. I've I've kind of thought about it to where, like, you know, I try not to get impatient because, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, like, I want to release music now, like, right now. But, I mean, I didn't, honestly, I didn't start too long ago. And then, you know, I, I think about it, I'm just like, man, you know what? I, I may not have that consistency or whatever it is right now. Or that space where I could just sit down and write music because, you know, I'd be writing music and then, you know, my roommate and there's people in the background and it's just not, I don't feel like it's the right spot to, you know, be writing music, but I still write it. So sometimes I'm just like, man, you know, maybe in a year or two, maybe three with time, I'm going to have, you know, that perfect 
um, I guess you can say, routine where I could, you know, really get to work. So I, I think of these of this year or these years, even though I do want to be consistent with music, I, like you said, I'm trust trust the process. So I I try to be patient, or or I'm gonna try. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I feel you. That's what we all doing is trying. I mean, and besides, ain't nothing wrong with being featured on tracks. I mean, when you featured on tracks, right? Like, think about. Think about what those Nate tracks. Dog. Think I about mean, Nate Dog. Think about Nate Dog. R.I.P. Um, Nate Dog. Before Dog. Nate Dog dropped, before Jake Nate Dog dropped the solo album, he had uh, a a rolodex of features, a catalog of features, right? A collection of work had a built a resume. Odyssey. That's true, but I mean, when you're making stuff that I don't know sounds like this. <laughs> We've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a while. See, every second of this is better than getting second cigarettes. You talking reckless if you think another. I'm trying to plot ways to make you my baby mother. Hold up. Dude, I hope we shoot a music video for that, man. Man, we're all hoping. I told, told Melly, but he didn't reply. I'm going to call him. Hey, hold your friends accountable. <laughs> hold your friends accountable. Friends bro, out there. Yeah, bro. Paz. California, Ego. And who's who's who is that incredible female singer that y'all have on that song as well? That's Kay. She is she killed it, man. I was I was yeah, I was blown away. I was like, geez, this is really good. Especially because really there, there was a section right there where I was supposed to be on, but I was like, uh, and then she ended up doing it. I'm just like, thank God you did it, because you know. I was really struggling with that little section. So, yeah, she definitely killed it. Teamwork so made the dream. Or for real, with friends or for. Um, but, you know, it's just, I think, I think it's, yeah, you're making dope music. And I think it's just sharing that music with everybody you come in contact with because it's just so good. Like, I was bumping that the other day and I was like, this is just so good. Like, I wanted to share it with people. Like, Somebody has said something about what happened to the days when we had R&B singers on the hook. First thing I thought about was that song. And guess who's the R&B singer on the hook? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's you. 
So it's one of those things where you put in the quality effort, you're going to get quality outcomes. And I think that's just what it is. Being consistent with that sense of quality and focusing on that, I think you kind of, it'll lead you to wherever you're trying to be. And I think that, um, you know, you're making dope stuff. It's incredible. It's good. It's heartwarming. And, you know, I think that um, people always talk about what's missing in the world. And I, th- I don't think it's, it's missing. I just think they haven't found it yet. And, you know, the, the other responsibility you have is helping them find it, right? Everyone, oh, what happened to the good old days? What happened to this? Nah, it ain't about what happened to it. Everything exists as is. But do you know where it's at? And I think for what you have to share and what you have to bring to music and the artistry that you encompass, man, just you got to share that. You just got to let people know. People people going to see you, right? But do they know what you're doing? Do they really know what you have to bring? And I think that's that's yeah. the big key, right? How are you going to bring it? What do you do? You have a New Year's resolution. What's your New Year's resolution look like? Huh? New Year's, like, something I'm going to do this year? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it, it don't got nothing to do with music. That's the thing. Um, I mean, right. if it's with music, it's just consistency. But I got, I, I haven't even told Figo, so mm, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. But it's, like, something crazy that I'm going to do this year. He's gonna be like, "What the freak?" You know. So, I feel it. Yeah. I, feel it. I I what's the word? Never mind. But Never something. Mind. It's something. Never mind. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. on our mind, but but we ain't gonna next figure time, it out. Next time, next time I come on, I got y'all. No, for sure. I appreciate it. I mean, thank you. Yes. I mean, it's the thing where, uh, you know, we appreciate your time, your energy and your efforts in the world. And, you know, you spending time with us is incredible. Despite all the challenges and hurdles, you were consistent and persistent throughout, you know, just overcoming. So, you know, do you have any final things that you want to share to the people that are listening, those that will be listening for the rest of the universe? Like any final thoughts? Mm. I mean, whoever's watching, just whatever it is they create, just, you know, keep at it. Also, you know, go Warriors. Lakers aren't going back to back. And, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. Daylight Pies, thank you very much for your time. Super appreciate it. You know, many blessings and well wishes to you and yours. And, yeah, you know, just keep rocking, man. Just keep making your thing. And um, You guys as well, man. So, no, appreciate sure. you. Guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Had a blast, even with the blasted internet. Even with this dude white. <laughs> nah, man. So Blame it on the internet. Blame it on the internet. It's the internet fault. It was the internet, man. Yeah, yeah Pops, uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, Look man, forward for sure. to hearing. Looking forward to hearing more of your work, more of your efforts, more of your art, more of your creativity. Looking, can't wait to hear your voice on the next thing. Because um, I know you got to give us something for the summer. I know you got to give us something for the summer. You got, you got, you got a that, summer, that a summer, summer voice. That's, yep, that soulful summer vibe. We we need that from you. Hey, now, now I got to do it, man. That's it. <laughs> Good show, man. 
Peace, man. Peace out. Y'all have a good one. You have a good one as well. Too. Thank you. So, you know, that was De La Paz. This is episode 31 of the Lyrical Ones podcast. It is January 6, 2021. And we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. We got to get, got to get, got to make it through. Because we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. I mean, for those that know, we're going to get through this. Um, But beyond the David Bedingfield song that came out back in 2001, 2003, I don't really remember. I got to get through this. Got to get through this. Got to make, got to make, got to make it through. But, um, we are going to get through this. And what, what, what I'm, what I, what we've touched on lightly, which we'll now jump into, right? It's quite the segue, quite the transition today. The, the dragon roll transition. Alfluent, what happened today with the Senate? Did you witness anything? Did you see anything? Did man, did, they had to, they had to put the, put the Congress on, on recess, bro. Like straight up recess. Had straight domestic terrorism, straight spelunking, spelunking, and uh, storming the Capitol building by uh, citizens of the United States of America. Um, folks uh, started out as a as a rally or a, a protest, if you will, in opposition of the results of the uh, twenty twenty presidential election, and it ended up as just a, a, an embarrassing uh moment in u.s history where like the the prevalence of uh un uh unearned white privilege um and uh a display of uh, white fragility um straight just like just like a tantrum by folks as they stormed the capitol building folks literally breaking windows in the capitol building um pushing police aside uh taking selfies with police officers stealing podiums out of the capitol building uh where uh representatives in the um in the house had to had to uh lock themselves in their chambers uh until the building was cleared it's like something something out of uh what's that movie olympus has fallen with uh gerard butler it was it was kind of like that. I'm about to ready to watch that. I'm about ready to watch that. Who's that? Jamie Foxx was the president. I think it was Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. Nah, it could have been Morgan Freeman. You gotta look that up. I mean, so you think it? It was Morgan Freeman. But look at Morgan Freeman all in the chat right now. Comments coming in. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Okay. What, what was the one with Jamie Foxx as the president? Jamie Foxx was the president in the one who was protecting Jamie Foxx in that. It was somebody else. It's one of those situations where the same movie comes out twice. Where right. you know they be like, we're gonna make double we're gonna make we're gonna make money off of y'all. Um because it's just one y'all of like those, this story. <laughs> y'all like this story. White House Down was what it was called. It came out in White House Down. So right you, you got like you got a lot going on. I'm gonna say it from the other angle, right? You were saying how, you know, the police or I guess the people, right? People made it in the building. People broke the windows. People stole podiums. I'm Shannon Tatum. Thank you, Shannon, for giving us that piece of information. That's right. 
Channing Tatum, Jamie Foxx, right? Gerard Butler, Morgan Gerard Freeman. Gerard Butler, right? Morgan Freeman. That's yeah, and, I think that works. Yeah. So in this situation, I'm gonna say it on another angle. The police allowed them to get in the building. The police allowed them to break the windows. The police allowed them to walk out with podiums. Now, it's not to discredit the police who were really in fear of their safety and their lives and had to make decisions that maybe jeopardized the property, right? There were some of that. But what I also saw were people who were complicit, who were colluding, who were accomplices, because when I look at the effort that was put in the level of energy and exertion, right? If I was to watch a football game and I was like, oh my God, they're playing with their heart, but they're losing. I could see they're playing with their heart, right? I could see they're playing with their heart, right? Even when they win, they're playing with their heart. You can see it, right? The same goes with winning, right? Oh man, they're not even playing with any heart, but they're winning. They're killing it, right? Or, right? They're just they're just they they're trying with all well they're trying with no might they're losing with no might at all they're not putting up any effort right you could tell effort you see it exactly you could oh choo, choo, just fall off to the side and so ah. i seen more than one occasion by being now i'm a remote viewer right i'm observing the situation as it takes place i'm i'm trying my my best to reserve any sense of judgment beyond my experience and observations of other situations, other moments in time. This has been the review of 2020. Now looking at 2021, I got 2020 vision in a new year and I'm looking at the situation take place. And I am like, Oh, the level of effort, energy exertion, right? What I'm seeing in front of me does not equal what was done in the past, right? Y'all knew what was coming. Y'all knew better than to, Oh, wait, that's right. Some of y'all may have felt the same way, right? Some of y'all may have felt strongly that, you know what? I'm going to put up a good effort while the camera's rolling. But as soon as things subside, let's take a selfie, right? You think that the news cameras and a phone camera don't reach the same audiences, but they do, right? I'm going to... I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. Again, there were there were moments where I seen officers had to make very quick decisions that were just unfortunate in terms of the outcome. Right. No one should be afraid of just being in an environment where it's about decisions and policies. But here we are. It's not a war zone. We hold ourselves as one of the. Kind of first world countries. And in this moment. It didn't. It, I mean, it's not to minimize or discredit. It's just the association that we commonly place on third world countries is civil unrest. Right. This this extreme level of defiance, this extreme level of. You're you're taking flags that have meaning. Right. Three flags in particular. Right. Or let's let's say four flags. I'll say four because I've seen four flags. Right. Let's break down the flags we've seen and the plays on the call. So. The first flag that I seen was the Blue Lives Matter flag, right? As it's charging the police. Now, the imagery in itself is iconic and ironic. It's like y'all made such a hoopla over that flag, what it means in spite of what's going on with Black Lives Matter, in spite of police brutality against black people. And, you know, despite everything that's going on with the civil unrest in this country, right, whether it's ICE 
and what they're doing with the, the camps and it comes to people who immigrated here, regardless of what the official status of their immigration is. This was the flag y'all paraded around of high level of importance. Right. And I understand they took an oath on the badge. I'm not trying to minimize and discredit that. But now having 2020 vision and realizing, oh, that's right. This industry, this job and this profession is founded upon the, the, the backbone of slavery. Right. And now we're really having to look at what are the things that we're, we're kind of looking at. What are they founded upon? Right. So let's go a little bit past the blue lives matter let's go to hmm the confederate flag the confederate flag right i seen the confederate flag and the confederate flag you know this isn't me saying oh you guys are losers but that was the side that lost the war in the civil war they lost right and so when i see that flag those to me represent history and enemies of the state right because again that flag was against what we now stand on as a country. So when you represent that flag, you're representing a side that lost in a war, right? They lost the war. And now you hold on to that heritage because it was passed down to you, right? Whether it's misinformation or whether it's your cultural heritage, the facts are the facts. The country we live in, we defeated you guys. You now, you are one with us, right? But you wrap that flag because you are against so now let's take right, it let's take disagree it. with the yeah. statutes of the opposing side exactly you could move you could go somewhere else right you're classic right so now let's move forward right and let's look at because i mean think about it if you if it was if it was how bad was it you could have been refugees and y'all could still leave but again the war is over y'all lost the war so let's take it to the other flag right this is the third flag i seen the nazi flag right the nazi party tried to rule, went to war, right? World War II, right? Incredible, huge, just atrocity, tragic. I mean, it, it, it was a world war, right? And the Nazis lost, right? But what did the Nazis represent in terms of their ideas of ethnicity and culture and race and how they, they saw the world, right? And what that represents, right? When it comes to their ideas and ideology around a pure breed, so now we, we took the blue lives matter. We took the Confederate flag. We took the Nazi flag, right? We got two loser flags, right? When it comes to having lost wars, right? We're not talking about teams who lose games. We're talking about war where people died. People had values that they stood on and those wars and once died, over. And died for those values. Yeah, died for those values, right? It's not to discredit or minimize what people or families or history had gone through. But again, when you lose a war, the idea of conceding, right, to know that, okay, I need to back down is a part of the process. So you're holding these two flags with the flags that we use as a reminder of, like, the service in, in kind of duty to being a police officer in the United States. Those are three flags. And let's take it to the fourth flag, which is the new losing party. The Trump flag, right? Trump, right? Trump lost, right? So we got three losers, and then we got the police. So you charge the police with these four flat, these four different flags, two of which are representatives of enemies to our democracy and what we stand for. Right. They were our enemies in a civil war and a world war. And now Trump, who isn't an enemy, but lost as as far as we know, fair and square. Right. Let's trust this process. He doesn't. Donnie T holding on being 
the figure point, right? I remember in the debate, they said, you know, will you denounce the Proud Boys and acknowledge that the the harm they're causing? And he like, stand back, stand by. And the first thing I thought of when I seen today was, I guess the stand back, stand by order has been lifted. Because what I'm witnessing is people who now don't respect the same values that they think that they're securing or that they're somehow empowered by, right? I'm seeing, yes, the privilege of this body of people who just are acting out in like pure like ignorance, right? To then try and gain some sense of false control because now they're inside of this building. Now they they've stolen a podium. Now they've been able to deface the property, right? The same when the looting starts, well, they ain't shoot nothing, right? We got a couple pepper pepper spray cans and then that was it right and it's like i don't want harm caused to nobody i don't want to see people in harm but how many people are going to get the message that well as long as i have black skin brown skin as long as i don't look like the half of america who voted for don teasy right who don't stand behind those values and those ideals well i'm gonna find myself in harm's way right right because what i seen was oh yeah they stormed the building now we just gonna we just gonna have conversation about it right but you know when we sit here and we we talking about all the victims to police brutality and gun violence especially at the hands of law enforcement man look at how swift the videos pour in of all the tragedy of all the life loss right and yet today, as horrible as it was, thankfully no one was hurt. Thankfully no one was hurt. But that seemed like an expectation. It didn't seem like a surprise. It didn't seem like, oh, yeah, no one got hurt. It was like someone did get hurt. Let's not minimize that. Let's not escape that. Someone did get hurt. Someone. Beyond that, when we think of, well, if everybody looked like where I come from and who I knew and who I grew up with. I don't think any one of us would have made it out. I don't think, you know, people, the fact that people are saying it in disbelief with a sense of whatever expression there is. So many times I've seen today, had there been a bunch of black people, had there been a bunch of black and brown people, they would have dropped a bomb. Right. I mean, Fred Hampton. Right. You know, it's, it's one, it's wild because you know, coming off of a few days where we get the announcement that, you know, no one will be charged, you know, in the shooting and the murder of Jacob Blake. Uh, you know, you would think that the the response would look something like the response to that news would look something like what happened in D.C. today. Uh, but I think folks are folks are tired and. You know, it's it's very disheartening and deflating to see, you know, folks stand up for what they believe, you know, oppose the system, you know, oppose the, the democracy of this country, the values of this country, um, ransack the Capitol building, you know, during a, a, a session, congressional session, and, you know, in pretty much in disrespect, and 
not only not get arrested, right? Not only was you know no one, no one lost their lives, uh, but everyone you know was able to you know get home, you know okay as well. You know they're able to leave under their own free will and you know dissipate, you know when they were ready to. And you know they had to adhere to a curfew that was you know that was instated, you know today a day of or 6 p.m you know eastern time but other than that you know just kind of you know let them go on their field trip you know in and around the capitol building and you know it's it's just a it's a wild narrative to see and you know with you know donald trump's uh twitter account you know being um suspended for 12 hours for you know his apparent inciting you know the the violence because you know when it comes down to it whether anybody was hurt or you know one person was hurt or one person was shot or one person was maced uh you know it is violence um you know it's violence that's you know repeated and replayed you know over and over just like you know the brutal murders of uh you know, citizens of the United States of, uh, you know, uh, different ethnicity. You know, their murders are replayed over and over. Um, you know, violent murders, you know, replayed over and over. And, you know, their, their 911 calls replayed over and over. And that, that's violence on, you know, on, be, on the police's behalf. And then you see, you know, violence against the police, you know, played over and over and says a lot about the culture and, you know, the the media's uh, M.O. really. And, you know, just this repetition, this uh, recycling of of violence as something that's uh, presentable and acceptable, you know, in in any form is, you know, something that's that's really terrible to me that we shouldn't have to, you know, see it, deal with it. It shouldn't not be, you know, a point of um, interest as it is when there are people still starving. People are still losing their jobs, losing their homes, losing their businesses. Um, and because, you know, folks were allowed to roam free you know, on the property for so long, you know, it was, it just took up so much, you know, of of the, you know, evening news cycle, you know, and well into the morning news, you know, tomorrow that, you know, you know, things that should be talked about, like, you know, the Democratic Party, you know, flipping two seats in the Senate to, you know, gain control of the Senate. And, um, it's it's wild. I don't think I lost Senio, but you know we got to thank Georgia for you know coming out to vote early, coming out to uh, vote in droves, and thank Stacey Abrams. You know I think you know I think Joe Biden should just you know come into his uh his inauguration and just say you know whatever Stacey wants. <laughs> um. 
They say, Joe, what is your plan for the next four years? Or, you know, whatever, whatever Stacey Abrams wants, that, that'll work. Um, <laughs> we just, you know, have her, like we got, have her be a consultant for the, for the uh, state, for the state department. Um, it's just like, we do got a long way to go. And, you know, it's going to take, you know, small communities, you know, talking about these issues and, you know, churches and neighborhoods, town hall meetings and folks really talking about, you know, what's important and, you know, how they're going to protect themselves when, you know, folks want to take these, you know, type of stuff, you know, around the country when we're going on a, a nationwide tour, you know, bum rushing buildings. Uh, folks got to really know how to handle themselves and defend themselves and, uh, and how to navigate a system, you know, that's not set up for them to win. It's not set up to protect them either. I mean, man, it's crazy. Let it be a Walmart. Let it be a Walmart. Watch man, how all the hypotheticals, man. Right. We already know. We already seen it. It's not even about an if. Already, we already experienced it. Right. We experienced it multiple times. And in this instance, looking at how it's playing out. Right. It's unfortunate. People like um, I, I was looking at the news when you were talking and I was seeing, well, what are the consequences? Right. What are the what are the things that are coming from this? Right. What are the residuals? And there's more people that have passed, unfortunately. Right. Due to medical emergencies that stem from this situation. Right. There was a woman who was shot and there was people who went to the hospital and they, they're not going to go home to their families tonight. Right. And we have to do a lot of critical thinking around what is the world that we want to live in and how do we want it to look? Because, right, this. OK, there's a vaccine. That don't mean the pandemic's over. Right. That doesn't mean it's right. over. Right. We're in a world where there's a lot of transition, a lot of change. And there's people in resistance to it. And there's a way to communicate and to show what you're feeling, right? But it is what it is as of right now, right? The system has been engaged. People are using it. People are understanding it. And now there's people who are more than willing to disrespect it, disregard it, try to minimize it. They're saying they're fighting for the same system that they're destroying, Right. And so my thing is, is right. As this becomes a piece of history, my hope is that we are reminded and that we're able to learn from it, because I think what's pivotal, what's most important is being able to teach people so we don't repeat these same mistakes. Right. People started mentioning Rome. I heard that in, in Senate, it was brought up. It was discussed. It was said. Right. The, the last republic before this one. Right. It spiraled into madness. Right. It became a dictatorship. Right. Here we are now. And. Because of the. Multiple fractures that were already in existence when it comes to this. This government that we have. Right. The, our practice, yeah. our association, because of the multiple fractures, those fractures are now getting deeper. They're getting harder to ignore. And I know you think it's crazy. A guy with a mask on, like, what is, how's he look? We live in a world where your identity is a commodity, right? Where the notion of speaking out 
right? I've seen the leaders. The, the I, I refer to the picture that hung on the wall in my room of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Nelson Mandela. And when it came to those that were the American representatives for change, for people that look like me, they didn't get to they didn't get to live to see what the changes were. Right. So I wear a mask because posterity, my future, my family. Right. I don't live in an ideal world. I'm working on it. I'm in the community. I'm pursuing it. I'm doing my best to, as we said last week, channel my anger and use it as a force for good to not harm others. I'm I'm witnessing what's happening. And, you know, I can easily say, like my colleagues have said, I've seen worse. And that is true, right? We can try and quantify it and put it on a scale and be like, well, compared to what's happened to so-and-so or compared to what I've been through, but we have to we have to zoom out and we have to put ourselves aside and we have to, what does the world think of us now, right? Where do we sit in the global scale of things? And what does this mean for our future? What does this mean for what, like, you know, people took off work, people couldn't even work, people were losing the ability to focus because of this and it brings me back to what was going on with you know kind of the the lead up to the election right with the debates with the civil unrest with all of the catastrophes that we were witnessing and experiencing and people becoming kind of unsettled and i have to empathize with them because even though i may have been through a bunch of trauma and i can minimize the scope of what's going on around me i can't at this point in my life trying to be a responsible person in the community of the world that i live in i can't i can't ignore them i can't ignore what their feelings are i can't ignore their pain it's their pain i got to acknowledge it i got to validate it i got to see it right in hopes that the practice of me doing it they can then acknowledge mine because to me, as much as it causes me pain to see what's happening today, there were no surprises. There was nothing out of the blue. These were things that have been leading up to this moment. And I am hoping people can learn from that so we can subvert. Because I've I seen people that were like, oh, how many of you will never vote for a Republican again? And I'm like, it ain't about the Republicans. It's about the people who are part of our country. Right. These are people. These. This isn't a team. This isn't a your favorite sports team. That's not what this is. These are people in America who have now feel divided. They feel like they're, they are against, they feel like they have something to fight for and we have to work together. Right. It ain't about being the bigger person right now. It's about understanding and empathizing. It's about being able to have a conversation and hear a person out without trying to overpower them. Right. Because they're losing their traction or they lost an election or they're losing in the Senate, right? They lost Congress, whatever the case may be, we have to work towards restoring, repairing because this, right? People say it can never happen. Keep saying it can never happen. It's going to happen. Right. Keep mm -hmm. acting as though it's just going to take care of itself. We are all active participants. We are all complicit. We all share a load in this. We are in this together. But if you it choose to be complacent, come on. If you if you want to be comfortable in this madness, let me know now. Let me know so I can make my decisions to do what I need to do for me and mine. Because I love what we have and I want to see it grow for the better. But there are people who have a distorted perception of what love is, right? Some people have become accustomed to toxicity. 
and I'm I'm one of the people to let you know it ain't the way, right? There's a lot of insanity in this monotony that we're in, in this routine, and we're realizing how insane it is, but not everyone is. And I think that's the thing. We have to be more cautious, more aware, right? Be deeper in who we are, strength, strength in that, the identity, the confidence of who we are as individuals to then bridge those gaps so we can come together and be one, right? right. To be a country, to unify, because it's not United States right now. That's the last thing I'm seeing. And so to right. me, it's my hope that we can get back to uh, the reparate, the rip, the repairing and the restoring, right? Because I was gonna say reparations, and I mean, yes, let's give us some of that. Cha-ching, give us some of that. That'd be nice. I mean, you know, would be nice is what they doing. I think it's in Illinois. Is it Illinois or maybe it's uh, it's one. Maybe it's Missouri about taking the tax money from marijuana sales and having that be reparations, right? When you think of something like that, right? That is an alternative that I can get behind. Yeah, right? Thinking about how that comes about because in this world that we live in, we have to look at what's been done and really do our best to address it. Otherwise, it's always going to be a tit for tat. Always, it's always going to be this whole what you took or you did and what you ain't did and what you won't do. We have to look back at the past because what a lot of these things are founded upon, some of it ain't solid ground. We've just been putting concrete over it, realizing that it's just a hole, right? We landfill. just keep, we just yeah, landfill, right? If, if you're front of bay, you know. And if you don't, well, let me tell you. You're taking something that ain't land and you're trying to make it land. You're trying to say this is solid rock when it's not rock, right? This is man-made. And as we've seen, man-made needs maintenance, right? And if we're really going to have something that's built to last, we have to really understand how to evolve what it is that we have. We have to grow what we have, right? We have to learn from what we've done, not keep repeating the same process and expecting different results, insanity so you know i mean what are the things that you like for yourself that you feel like have been instrumental in you being able to just maintain your sense of growth or being able to stay focused for what's to come next for yourself in spite of everything that's going on in the world i think it's it's the big part of it is reading uh like growing up i was I was able to read at a, at a young age. And for me, it became exposure to things that I wouldn't have you know, come across through media. Like media wasn't telling me about what was happening in books. Um, and, but books were telling me what, about what was happening in the world. And I think understanding that if I'm going to seek understanding, like if I'm going to try to understand and comprehend what's happening in the world, I'm going to have to to read for it. Um, it's not going to be something that's fed to me through an algorithm. It's not going to be um, something that's fed by a major platform or corporation. It's going to be me seeking information based on the understanding and how I want to show up in the world 
and I'm going to have to read to find it. I'm going to have to seek the information, uh, digest it, process it, and, you know, let it change me from the inside out. And if I'm steadily consuming media and, you know, what, what money wants to sell me, uh, then it's going to be a hard, I'm going to have a hard time filtering uh, what's important and where my priorities are and what does growth look like because capitalism will tell me that growth is uh, a paycheck. Capitalism will tell me uh, that, um, you know, making more money or getting more clients is the, the progress and the success that I'm looking for and my development as a person will fall by the wayside or become lacking or stagnant and like focusing on who I'm becoming um, as an individual as seasons change as the world changes I also need to change and so if I'm you know running as hard as I can to stay in the same place then I'm gonna be stagnant and I'm gonna be tired and you know if I want to have, want to keep my energy, you know, enough to make my own decisions about how I want to show up in the world and the choices I want to make and the life I want to live, if I'm going to have that energy, then I have to let some of the demands of what capitalism uh, will ask of me. And I think that was the thing that I had to learn was, you know, sit down and listen last year and, you know, be greedy about understanding my uh one of my favorite uh verses in the in the bible is uh proverbs 4 7 wisdom is supreme therefore get wisdom though it costs all you have get understanding and you know it's just like it's not too many things you know in the bible that you know are called supreme or like the you know the thing that you should get um a lot of stuff is gifted to you you know, in the Bible, a lot of stuff is gifted from God is provided. Um, but when it comes to acquiring, um, you know, it's, it's referring to the way that you think and understand the world. And that's something for me that has always been important. It's like, how can I understand this, wo this world through eyes other than my own? Um, and I like to say in the closest person, the closest you may get to God is the person across from you. Um, and so like for me it's relationships man it's like having intentional you know development of relationships that i'm a part of and you know investing in those um because those can provide a return on interest that you know, can supersede you know what the market is telling you that your dollar is worth no that's real that's real and, you know, piggybacking off of that, right, with the, the idea of relationships, you know, struck a chord because right now I'm like, I'm done cut off so many people who close. And the thing is, is that people oftentimes because, right, there's a family you choose and a family that you're given, right? And when it comes to the family you're given, a lot of times we, we place loyalty above love when loyalty can be harmful, right? Loyalty can be abusive, right? We, we can often see the dog that gets abused and is loyal to their owner that is abusive, right? 
and people say i'm loyal i'm loyalty of everything and it's like but how is that healing you right how much of that is causing you harm right because it is circumstantial context makes the situation and those words become more potent and for me it's about love right i have to love myself first before i can love someone else right i have to love myself and practice that love and protect my heart right because Yes, you can have understanding, you can have wisdom. And in that wisdom, that doesn't mean the ability to do all. In wisdom, what I found is knowing when you can't, knowing when you won't, knowing when it just isn't gonna happen for you, right? Some things are worth fighting for and worth challenging. Some things you have to let happen. Some things you have to let be, right? And so in this situation, we're witnessing the civil unrest of people who feel like things are unjust or unfair. Some of them are receptive and want to hear, and some of them don't want to hear. And it's not about them staying in their own, you know, cycle or being trapped in their own vacuum, right? You can't help some people from being in their own vacuum. You just can't. But what you can do is practice and create a space for healing, for change, for growth. And eventually someone will take to it someone will want to be a part of it right because we we can do this with a stranger we could do this with our loved one i want you to change so i'm gonna stick here and put and fight and push and try to get you to change but you don't want to change and i need to accept that i need to receive that and i need to own it right that's what you want i gotta let you have it now i gotta create the boundaries to protect myself because Maybe you not changing is causing me harm, right? Right. Maybe you not changing means I'm suffering because I have to watch you go through it, right? There's a point when people become their own, right? I give people today 26, your brain fully developed. Well, guess what? We're going to have to have some choice decisions to be made. Prior, maybe I have a little bit more influence. Maybe I have a little bit more plug. But after a while, I have to accept you for who you are. And the that idea of acceptance, me loving you, whether it be from afar or whether it be right in your face, that's what I need to do for myself. And I think it might be valuable for some to understand what that is for them, right? I love you, but that don't mean I got to be with you. I love you, but that don't mean I need you in my life, right? I love you. I wish you well, but that don't mean I'm going to call you or have interactions or conversation or contact with you, right? Period. My love for you will exist beyond the cosmos, but that does not mean we need to be together. That does not mean we need to be in contact, communication, right? We don't need correspondence. We don't need to kick it exactly. at all for me to care. Exactly, right? And I think that... You know, especially right now, witnessing this, it's not to say that we're going to turn a blind eye. It's not to say that we're not going to acknowledge, right? I'm going to acknowledge. But what I'm also going to do is be receptive to those that want to have a conversation and receive the love I have to give. And then for those that don't, appreciate them from a distance, right? Give them that space that they're looking for because that's really what they, they need. They need space. Not in a sense of being harm and being brutal, but in the sense of I need to be receptive to what it is you're telling me. I might not owe you an explanation, but at the end of the day, 
right? Whether or not it's meant to be, well, I got to look within myself first to know how far I'm willing to go to see what's meant to be, right? I have to look within myself to know my boundaries, to know my capacity, to know my limits, because I don't want to burn out. I got people who I love and I care about that I want to grow for. And they're going to be people that are out there that are not going to be anywhere near sustainable for me to grow. There are going to be people out there who just want to see my demise. There are going to be people out there who are going to give me shade, right? And I got to determine how much of that I want to deal with. Can I take some of it or do I need to leave it alone, right? Do I need to have some space and some distance or can I just check in every once in a while, right? Things change. Nothing has to be set in stone. Maybe it's for a week. Maybe it's for a year. But you have to start thinking in a time that we live in. Right. Who am I to say it? I'm just a person who's trying to find health and wellness. I'm just a person who's read, who reads and who has been able to help and support others. I'm not saying it is you have to do it. I'm just saying it's some things for me that just so happens to work. And I've seen it work for others because I don't hear it enough. I don't hear those conversations enough. What I hear is, oh, so-and-so finna get a divorce. What I hear is, mm-hmm. oh, this is how much money they made. What I hear is, oh, did you see what they got? Oh, what I hear is what they got caught up in, right? Mm-hmm. What I don't hear is, do you love you? How do you love you? You saying you tired of so-and-so or that you're going to start. Well, take it from somebody who's had some practice. Take it from somebody who's been able to explore the extremes, right? Take it from somebody who's put on a mask to separate themselves from the identity of consumption and place themselves into the idea of a symbol, right? I don't want to be iconic. This mask is symbolic. Totally different things. I'm here to give you words. I don't want you to be caught up in what I look like because I've seen what that world produces, I've seen what happens when we just get lost in the image, right? I don't I don't care yeah. for it. So what do I do? I opt out. I make a choice. I make a decision. You may not agree with it. You may not understand it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be about it because I understand how this world operates, right? So in this time right now, I'm just going to share. If you want it, you can take it. If you don't, it's all good. It's still love. So, you know, Alfluent, you know, I'm I'm hoping the best for people. I'm wishing the best and praying the best for you. I'm I'm giving that vibe to everyone because today what I witnessed was not that. You got any thoughts, final words for the people who are listening on this January 6, 2020, episode 31 of the Lyrical Ones podcast? You know, I think it's just important to be around folks who are unapologetic uh, and authentic. Like, I don't want to be around a whole bunch of people apologizing to me. I want folks, you know, with some intention, like that they meant to do what they're doing. And, you know, the, the choices reflect that. And if you're doing something that you didn't mean to do, maybe you should, you know, reflect on your processes and how you came to those decisions. Um, but yeah, like I'm a, like, yes, I, I make mistakes. Well, you know, I feel bad about them, you know, but I meant to do them, you know? Um, yeah, I guess there are coincidences that happen, but you know, I, I made the choices and, you know, I, you know, they, I may feel bad about them and see them as missteps, but yeah, no, I, I did that. 
you know, and I want to be around folks who say, oh, yeah, I did that, you know, and it wasn't the great, you know, the greatest thing and it wasn't, you know, the worst thing, you know, and it's not the end of the world and it's not saving the world. But, you know, the 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 intention is, you know, in that in that forgiveness, right? Like I'm in control of my forgiveness and you are controlling your forgiveness. So if like if you hurt my feelings, you know, I can forgive you about it. That's whether you apologize or not, you know, and. You know, if I hurt your feelings, you you can forgive me whether I apologize or not. And I just want to be around folks that's, you know, that's willing to forgive and just be straight up like, you know, I I messed up <laughs> and we can, you know, we can move forward. You know, I think it's important to find find folks like that. It's like, you know, just they do do stuff on purpose. I think that's how you find it is, you know, doing stuff on purpose and, you know, because you meant to. Yeah, and sometimes you know you make the mistakes you didn't mean to make, but when you learn yeah. from it, you meant to do it the whole time, and right. I think that's key. People don't trip off that. If you learn from the mistake, you meant to do it, right? It was just for you to do. That's just what it was, right? It's like if I didn't tie my shoes and I trip over them, I meant to trip. Hey, hey! If you clean the house every day, the house is gonna be clean every day. I mean, that's just how it go, right? Because if yes. I don't clean it every day, it's well, not clean every day. It's not clean every day, right? And that's the thing. What you do, right? You're gonna do things on purpose, or you're gonna do things with purpose. It's up to you to decide, right? Either you're gonna be the example, or someone's gonna make you the example. It's Jeez. up to you. you decide, right? You can be it. Or someone can make you. It's up to you. You are chosen as much as you choose to be. That's why I'm 2021. Be be the example. Choose to be the example. Yeah, don't get made one. Don't be me. Don't be made. Don't be don't get made one. 2021. The sequel. I'm just saying. (laughs) This time it's personal. This time. It's personal. With that note. This time I took it personally. (laughs) And with that. Plugging, always plugging anime. Check out season three of Gretzko on Netflix. One, 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 one. One, one, Please. one.
Happy 2021. We at it again. Whatever it looks like, we still spinning around the earth. We still spinning around the sun. We 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 still spinning. 